I need... booger on my finger. No, we're not talking about it. Yeah. We're not talking about your mystery booger and how long it's been there. I, I didn't even remember. More than likely my everyone nose. everyone today has seen your mystery booger and went, ew. <laughs> it was it was on the tip of my finger though. And I don't oh. remember picking my nose. Then I it don't. wasn't yours. Oh, oh I don't remember picking you, anyone else's you nose. You got it you got it from from where where have you been today? You've gone to the store? I've been in a nursing home. You went there you go. <laughs> oh, have you ever seen shingles, the disease? <sighs> no. So shingles is an advanced form or a similar form of chickenpox that a person gets later in life. Like I thought after, you have to have chickenpox first in order to get shingles later. Uh, I'm not actually completely clear on that, so I'm not okay. going to expound on it. But I'm pr- they are related. They are interrelated. I think that if you've had chickenpox, yes, it can bloom as shingles. I might be wrong on that, and we know who will correct me in the comments. Yes, we do. And uh, but it so basically it comes out as a, a mild uh, hemorrhagic fever. No. Yeah. It follows it follows nerves, uh, it, and it's it's red. It looks like red sk- flaps of skin that have boils underneath and can oh. burst. But if you if you have it these days, you can treat it. You can treat it to the point so that it doesn't come to that point. But if a person who has it is immunocompromised, it mm-hmm. gets to the point where it, it appears like hemorrhagic fever. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I thought hemorrhagic fever was a disease of the body's ability to... Um, uh... I believe that hemorrhagic fever is the symptom of several viral infections. Okay. Hey, if you were going to make up a disease, what kind of disease would you make up? <laughs> no, honestly, I've spent oh. time... I'm thinking if I wanted to wipe out the human race, right, with a disease, or like what disease would really, really knock us on our ass? You mean like Bird Box? Well, no. (laughs) The one that I think would be most damaging, and I doubt it could exist, is one that you can pick up and spread and not have any symptoms and then carry for several years, right? Mm -hmm. So you are, you know, maybe there's a small patch of cells that maybe you, you think, oh, I've got a little bit of a sore throat or something like that, but nothing major, nothing debilitating. You don't feel like you have the flu. Mm-hmm. And during this time, you're but highly in... contagious, right? You're like, right. just like the flu, you're the most contagious before you develop the symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. The coughing and sneezing and stuffiness, you are actually pumping out flu and okay. getting other people sick. So what if there was a disease that just kind of laid under, just kind of dormant for about three years while you're walking around infecting everybody that you come in contact with? And then and, they're infecting people. And, and then after three years, it goes, it comes out of hibernation, wreaks havoc on the body, and has a high mortality rate. That way, by the time people start seeing the effects of the disease, you know, people dying or whatever, it's already too late. It's already gone around the globe, like, maybe two or three times by that point. Mm-hmm. Everyone that's already, you know, you can't, you wouldn't be able to come up with a, well, I suppose you could still try to come up with a vaccine, but by that point, everybody's got it. Right? Well, this is the thing, though. Um, the people who are immunocompromised all, most, if not all, viruses won't lay dormant in them. It will, it will almost immediately start to bloom. So they would notice yeah. it in those people first. Right. So even before the three-year time span that you're talking about, it might start showing up in them as early as, like, months. Yeah, but would, no... they, would they think that that – would they be able to link the two together, do you think? Or would well, they I think would hope it. A... What, what, is, what does yeah. this disease do? What does 
it do? Well, let's say it's like Captain Trips, right? Okay. I, I'm, I'm actually right. reading The Stand right for now. For <laughs> people who haven't read The Stand, um, they had a, several different names for this flu virus that went around. It was like super flu. Wasn't it also mm-hmm. one of the names they called it super flu as well? It's a super flu, yeah. yeah. And it, 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 almost, it almost immediately within about a week's time will kill the person at 100% mortality rate. And the only people who are left in, in the novel after after the, the great purge are people who are 100% immune to it. Or just naturally immune to the disease. Yeah. 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 Or are And, car- and unfortunately, they might not they might not be able to pass they, they, they might not be able to pass it on to their children as That's the story goes. That's one of the big things. Yeah, several, the of the, several of the people give birth to babies who, are, who immediately get sick and die. And throughout the story you're, you're following, who could be considered the main protagonist, a girl named Fran, who is from Ogunkwit, Maine, which, Jane, <laughs> jo- which Jason made fun of a little while ago. Ogunkwit. Ogunkwit. <laughs> and uh, and she, she could be considered the main protagonist, and she is pregnant. She is pregnant at the beginning oh, of, yeah, the, that's right. of She's the plague. Be- at, the beginning of the, at the beginning of the plague, that's right. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's something like that. Something like flu or something, you know, something like Ebola works too quickly. Flu you know? squared. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I did not get concerned about Ebola landing in the U.S. all that much. Well, because we already have a cure for it. You know why? We don't follow the same medical practices as they do in Africa? No, it's because we're white. Okay, I'm going to edit that out right now. No, 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 you're misunderstanding the context of what I mean. Okay, I'm not what saying white context? people are immune to it or white people are yes. special. I'm just saying white people have more money. Golly. And why? And hey, that, yeah, but that's true. Why would it? Why else? It would spread through a third world country like fire. That's why. That's... Because they don't have proper medical people to come in and you okay. know, keep keep people. I mean, in in Africa, when <laughs> they don't have like anyone, they don't have a medical staff. They had to take care of the bodies themselves. They didn't have protective clothing. <laughs> exactly. They were wrapping the bodies. It's it comes from from contact. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I know you are. But what I'm you you understand <laughs> the context now, even though that sounded really horrible. <laughs> it did. You said, "Well, we live in white. we live." It didn't. It when it came here, we lived in the country. Well, let's just say that we're we live we live in a first world country, mostly populated by by white people. The likelihood. Of Ebola spreading as wide as widespread as it does in, in say Africa is not as good because when someone gets that sick they go to the hospital they recognize that they lock it down and anyone that's had direct contact gets locked down too. It doesn't have a hundred percent mortality rate. No, it doesn't. But um, you can uh, actually live I, after the hemorrhagic fever. I, not well, but yes, you can. <laughs> I've read and, what and that if fucking disease does to no. people, and it's like, I survived Ebola. <laughs> wait, wait, here. Maybe you want me to bring up the signs and symptoms of Ebola before we go on? Please do. It's great. Oh, boy, everybody. Signs and symptoms of Ebola virus. It turns people into soup. <laughs> <laughs> a, yeah. Uh, all right. Mm. From the Mayo Clinic. The initial symptoms include fever, headache, muscle pain, and chills. Later, a person may experience internal bleeding. Like, <laughs> it goes it goes from muscle aches and, and fever and chills Flu-like to symptoms. internal bleeding resulting in vomiting or coughing blood. Bleeding People from may... the eyes, the pores, the, you know. <laughs> pain in areas in the abdomen, chest, joints, or muscles. Whole body chills, dehydration, fatigue, fever, loss of appetite, malaise, or sweating, gastrointestinal, mm-hmm. diarrhea, Nausea, vomiting, or vomiting blood. Also common, coughing up blood, eye redness, headache, mental confusion, red spots on skin or sore throat. Mm -hmm. Okay, signs and symptoms of Ebola hemorrhagic fever. Mm -hmm. Where is this? 
Oh come on! You you, gets, you liquefy it, and then you explode. You pop like a, a a skin balloon. Yeah, you the red pustules that start forming on your body. Maybe you are should put a, pic, a picture on the website they, and they bleed. <laughs> we it's, need a picture of this. No, we don't. Oh oh my god! Yeah, don't. He's looking at your pictures <laughs> now, know. and he's. You don't understand. Someone, it says infographics, illustrations, communication resources. And there's a, I gotta send this to you. Please don't, not now. <laughs> no, no, it's a drawing. You it's need to drawing. describe it for the audience. I will. I'm going to send it to you first so you can help me, though. <laughs> so I can help you describe <laughs> you it? This better not make me puke. No, come on. Why didn't it, why didn't it grab the picture that I want, I want it? I'm saving the image. Know. Save image. This is thrilling. Thrilling oh, podcasting. Because when Jason sees it, he'll understand why. <laughs> yeah, will I? There we go. It saved it at the beginning. That's why. Okay. <laughs> this, this picture, I don't know if it's racist or not. It's Jesus. It looks Christ. like it looks like a drawing of. It is a drawing of the former of a man president on a, on a stone plinth <laughs> with his trousers down, squatting, just basically it shitting looks like out over his a liver. volcano. <laughs> it looks like he's squatting over a child's a child's rendering of he's, a volcano. He's He's come he on. That looks like that looks like the former president. He does not look. He it does kind of look like the... Barack Obama in a short sleeved lime green t shirt with and his pants down, wearing squatting, sandals, squatting, squatting. It's not quite out. accurate though because his balls would be dangling down between and his legs. Whatever is coming out is either afterbirth. It's like a woman's placenta, or <laughs> it's supposed to be bloody diarrhea. I don't I know. Don't understand. Holy shit! Oh my god! Thanks. There's more. <laughs> No! What are you doing? So this is how you're supposed to recognize Ebola is a man quietly squatting in the street, shitting out his internal organs? Watch out for this guy. I'm going to put it up on Twitter. This is a medical thing? The warning signs of it? There's like a whole, there's a whole series of these. Well, I don't know, doctor. He's not wearing sandals, so I don't know if it's Ebola or not. And he looks freaked out. the, The guy in the picture is obvious. You know, it's the same kind of calm face that you see on <laughs> this poor man. Jason's Jason's laughing because there's a holy whole, shit. There's a whole. So they <laughs> they needed to illustrate this same oh, it's person from the CDC website bent over and horking onto the ground because we don't know what vomiting is. And then the other one is him grabbing kind of his left side. Oh my or god, his right side. I think gonna... he's grabbing his liver, and he's. He's epically calm during all of this. Hold on, there's there's a. <laughs> it really needs he needs to have people surrounding him who are freaking the fuck out while he's doing this. This is it's so wrong though. Do you see that photo that I just sent you? No, it hasn't gotten here yet. The last what? photo I have here is him grabbing his side and just looking mildly like, oh, that's he's, that's interesting. I'm mildly discontented. Yeah, he's like, Mur. I uh, hope this isn't Ebola. Second. There you go. Nosebleeds and. And the rash one. <laughs> okay, I really should not be laughing at that. The nosebleeds ones again, perfectly calm, but blood shoot, shooting out. Oh my of his god! Nose. There's photos of women doing this too. And, <laughs> All right, this is the last one. I'll and then you. it has a picture of him with his shirt off, and he's just standing there like, "What?" There's a he's whole, got, there's got, a whole series of these with women as well. Why it's doing just, the uh, same thing? Because women are different. <laughs> But are they doing the same thing? If there's a picture of a woman crapping in the street, oh my god, 
I'm the clip gonna... art from this is classic. It's I'm, I gotta save this. I gotta save this. <laughs> no, why are you saving it? <laughs> because when when we upload the poet the podcast on Monday, you <sighs> you need I'm, I got to put this underneath so that people understand what the fuck we're laughing at, and then they'll know how big how how big of monsters we actually are. We're just like now, we're, hey, we're, we're not awful. the monsters. The CDC, <laughs> the CDC, and they're they're. <laughs> They're it's flip a, cards. It's just a little bit racist. Do they it's go into a, villages and show them these cards and go, any of this? Anybody Anybody squatting over a pillith? <laughs> a plinth. A plinth. A pillith. Whatever. All right, let's do the show. I got yeah, let's start the show. All right. In three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Men, One Story, One Million Interruptions. I am Jason Harding. And I am Atticus Ebola. <laughs> and on this show, Atticus has 30 minutes to tell a story, and I don't even know why I don't. I don't even do, do the 30 minutes anymore. Atticus says, Atticus tells a story, and I interrupt him, and we make a bunch of jokes, and we go way off topic most of the time. Yeah. Right, Addy? I just picked my nose again. And Addy's going to continue reading his story because he's going to continue to hoard all the stories that we get from you guys. Okay, and if you well, want to send us a thing. story, shush, let me get this part out. If you want to send us a story, please go to the Let Me Listen podcast website, go to the contact page, leave it for us there, or send me a message and let me know how you'd like to get it to me. Okay, what were you going to say? What I was going to say was I have a shorty. I need I need a few more shorties or a longy. So a couple, a couple three inches, or I mean pagers, and maybe a, a five, a five pager, and a You've few. You've never of those. had a three incher in your life, <sighs> except when I was a kid. Oh, and it was mine. Come on, Jason, oh. you know the context. Yeah. I do. All right. So last time on, pick. Oh, m- I want to do this part. Okay. So there's this kid named Josh, and he was supposed to go to the Boy Scouts, but instead he went to go watch a bunch of kids play baseball, and then a car hit him, and he fell in love with this kid, and Ben, and Ben, and took him to the hospital, and it turns out that Josh's mom is a whore, and she came, and she got to the hospital, and then they sewed up um, Josh. Then Josh threw up all over a bunch of guys, and then Ben. Threw Threw up and his mom threw up. <laughs> All that over the place. All over everything. Uh, what bodily functions will we find out about this time around? Ejaculation. Please, no. Please. <laughs> it was decided then that maybe Josh and Ben should be taken home. And should the question jerk could off be into the vomit. Why not? We've already had everything else. <laughs> Neither Josh nor his mother had any vomit on them. <laughs> And they both tiptoed around. Honestly, the- <laughs> it would not surprise me if that was the next. Let's jerk off into this vomit, Ben. <laughs> Oozing piles and out the door to meet Ben, who was still holding back small fits of laughter. The boys <laughs> walked on the other side of Joan, being led to uh, being led by her to the elevator. Once in the elevator, Ben piped up and said, "I have something to admit to you, Mrs. Gagnon." Uh-oh. She looked down at his manly little face and asked, "Yes." I didn't actually call my mother. She's not waiting downstairs. She did not remember him telling this but asked anyway does she even know what happened no ma'am why didn't you call her she's not home then 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 in a fit of honesty he admitted i don't know where she is truth was he did actually know but did not want to admit it not just (gasps) just not just yet in jason's house end up probably in jail the confusion on Joan's face broke at the op- uh, broke at the opening of the elevator door. There sat Mrs. Brown with her comically curved spine lilting over today's newspaper. How do you have a comically curved spine? Huh? It's, it's shaped com- like a Q. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> <laughs> and she has a tail. <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it took a moment for Joan's eyes to register the fact that she was not sitting, but in fact standing up. That she was only about four feet tall. After Why was that se- woman working if it's that bad? Because it's 1960-something. I don't know. <laughs> I can still work, you know. It's all those years on the blowjob line when I was younger. <laughs> years hunched over. <laughs> Sucking off your husband. That's what I did for the war effort. <laughs> I didn't help build the airplanes you boys flew. I blew the boys <laughs> who built them. That's right. You heard of Rosie the Riveter while well, I was Rosie the Hummer. <laughs> She was only about four feet tall. After a few steps out the elevator, she mused, Ben, would you like me to drive you home? Yes, but I'll be alone. No one's home. Joan thought then then that she had to help in some way. Whatever was going on between the two boys, she had been she had seen nothing to support her former conclusion that they were together or otherwise doing things with each other other than being normal boys. But if she brought Ben home and then left them alone in his room, she could watch through the keyhole. <laughs> Why not? That's what you do when you're a parent. No, you don't. <laughs> Mom tells me to masturbate all the time. In fact, she encourages <laughs> Mom, me to do it as often Mom as tells possible. Me, Go in your room and masturbate. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I That's what my dad did. Don't you? Whenever I was getting too uppity, don't you have some jerking off to do somewhere? <laughs> did your dad actually say that? No, my father would never say that to me. <laughs> that would be fun. Why not? <laughs> your father's already been introduced to aliens. He knows that the universe. We're not alone in that the universe. Changes a person. Thinks yeah, that. <laughs> to the point where they just. You know what? It's all going to end in the, in, a, in the cold in the cold thermodynamic era of time at the epoch of no stars. Just go yeah. jerk off now. Just jerk off as it. much as you want. Orgasms are great. In fact, just come all over your room. Alone or in pairs, they're perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. Either way, she wanted to... And in hmm? some cases... Okay, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Have you ever been with a sexual partner where you you were like, I would have had more fun masturbating? Um, yes. Yeah. I, I, I told you, I told you. But you, Jason even remembers the one, the one where I went with my cousin to her, her college apartment. Yeah. And, and the guy, the guy was like, guy was like, we have a cold shower, so that's why I stink. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Ooh, and his breath boy. stank and his dick smells, smelled like fish because he hadn't washed on uh-huh. his foreskin. Yeah. I was in my early 20s. I went out with this um, very attractive woman, and we went on a couple of dates, and she was nice. She was she was good, but when it came time for that, she had, all, as near as I could tell, she wasn't a virgin, but she had, like, no Class. experience, no, <laughs> everything was too sensitive. Did she and, just lay there like a little, a dead fish? Like No, no, but she, I mean, she had, like, no, no Put technique. your seed in me. <laughs> there's, there's teeth. <laughs> it's like game but like it was like it was like trying to watch a four-year-old build something out of legos and just <laughs> smash the legos together like i'm making a donkey and it's like all the colors in your like but it's being done onto your body and you're like please no stop i remember she, you know, okay, did she it, bend your dick like she yes <laughs> i knew it i knew it she, she was like trying to ride it and then she rode it too high to the top yes I, I, I remember kid going into Kiss a Girl once in college, and I was just like a regular kiss, lips just a tiny bit apart, not a tongue kiss, but just like a regular first kiss, and it was relatively dark, and my my lips went directly into her open mouth, because her mouth was completely open. Ah. <laughs> 
no tongue, just mouth completely open. I'm like, what, what do I, what do I do with this? So I tried to open my mouth to fit hers, and it didn't. You mean like, work. you mean it like wasn't... when? Wait a minute. You mean like when two tiny dogs get angry at each other and they try? They, <laughs> one has one mouth pointing the other way, and the other they're like, ah! and then they <laughs> yeah, turn, kind of. and they're like, ah. It was whatever it was. It was not kissing for a human. I know that much, but she was trying to keep, uh. kiss like a chimpanzee. <laughs> Actually, a chimpanzee probably would have kissed you better. Fantastic person, great. They go like they go like all of that, but they like press their lips together and yeah. kiss, and then they bite your face off. Either way, she wanted to help his friend in any way she could. She did not want to call the police. She had had enough with police for the day. Oh yeah. She, she fucked a cop earlier in the story. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's who she was having sex with. Just the money. thought reminded her that her mouth tasted like puke and she needed to brush her teeth. Now, <laughs> it also reminded her that she needed to get paid by Deputy, Deputy Blue. It also ben, reminded her that she had corn at some point. Ben said no one was home, but she, but she asked anyway, where's your father? As they rounded the, the great desk in the alcove. He's dead. This was an outright lie, Yikes. too. She was saddened by this, but did not let it on. Would you like me to drive by your house and to see if she's there? They went through the revolving door one by one, and, and he answered, No, she won't, she won't, and I hate staying there alone. Josh intruded, Could he stay with us? At least until we find his mother? <laughs> Can we play that fun dress-up game where I wear your clothes and you tell me how good I look? <laughs> no, he wants a boy at his house. <laughs> There was excitement in his eyes as well as a lilt to his tone that she had not heard since he was just a year old laughing at Peekaboo. She did not know Ben and knew nothing about him or his family. She could just she could she could not just take him in like a stray cat. There had to be something she could do. Ben, I know you want you don't want me to, but I think I should drive by your house and at least check to see if she's home. Both Josh and Ben looked disappointed. She said, "We'll go from to our house and figure out what to do. We'll go from there to our house and figure out what to do." The yeah. excitement returned in uh, the excitement returned to the boys' faces, and she wondered how, if some, she wondered how, if somehow, she were being swindled by this young man. But no matter, she would get to the bottom of this. The day turned to night, and the large extra parking lot was barren except for a few immediate. cars and her own. While they were walking out to the car, the day turned to night. The day had the day had turned to night into night. Oh, okay, thank you. All I heard was the day turned to night, like in like in Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> Go see that it, movie guys. was fucking. I, I, I was like, holy shit! Go like, see it, freaky for fuck this, out. This person is really, really like. <laughs> I, I want more. It's terrifying and horrifying, but I want more. <laughs> and at the end, the music that they play at the end, when you're like, it's, "Am I supposed to be happy? Like, I'm supposed to be happy because of this music it's, that it's, he's playing." It's it's you know, it's like, did you ever see Under the Skin? No. Oh boy, it's like that too. It's like you you just when you start going. Okay, I think I know what's going on, and then it'll throw some just freaky shit at you, and you'll be like, "Okay, I have no, I don't know what that, what I just saw, but it's deeply disturbing on like a like a sub psychological level." Mm. You need to see it. All right, I, should I put it in my Amazon wish list now? Yeah. Also, ScarJo <laughs> is completely naked in that. No, oh, cool. I know that that's not a big thing for you, but I would, I would look. I don't care. <laughs> I'll look. Those look just. I don't care. It's let me see. Let me see. ScarJo's boobs. There you go. No, okay. no, uh, completely full frontal. They show. Oh my god, they show her vag. Yes. Does she shave? It's not for the movie. No. <laughs> oh, well, then I don't care. <laughs> he got does a groom. She get, does she get a speculum out? Does she just sit there? <laughs> <laughs> Does she cut her own head off with a piece of piano wire? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
Uh, the deep red and chrome were felt were difficult to miss and not un- okay, un- just in case people think you're a complete psychopath and they haven't seen Hereditary. <laughs> That's Tony, from Hereditary. Tony Collette cuts off her own fucking head with a piece of piano wire. Uh, no, cut is not the word. And, no, used. sawed. She saws her head off. But you know what? If you guys have ever seen Audition, then you've seen oh, that Jesus was even <laughs> Just watch the movie for this scene. No, the guy, don't watch the movie <laughs> the at guy all. Is jerking off in front of a piano, and and his daughter—it's his daughter, right—is cutting off his head while he's playing the piano and jerking off with a piece of piano wire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he asked, "Is this your car?" Enthusiastically, then did not wait for an answer as Joan had already pulled out her keys and began to fumble with the lock. He said, this car is fu- I mean, it's great. What Josh was he re- going to say? He was going to say, he cut himself off before, oh. before saying fucking. Josh replied, opening the passenger rear door to him, it's my dad's. He's in Korea and doesn't know we're driving it. Your dad's not in Korea. Your dad can't possibly be in Korea, you numbskull. <laughs> Rather than taking his usual seat in the front seat next to his mom, he sat in the back behind her and, and, and behind her and Ben sat behind the passenger seat overlooking the expanse of tan leather bench seat. Josh spied what looked like a pile of wet naps in the passenger seat. Remember, she took off all her yeah. makeup before she got, all her horror's makeup before she got to the yeah. <laughs> the hospital. And remember, it was before they were called wet naps. I think we decided that soggy napkins were what they were <laughs> soggy, soggy, The soggy bottom. Pre-sogged napkins. <laughs> Pre-sogged. We boiled, <laughs> boiled napkins. <laughs> it's a new delicacy in England. Welcome to England. Would you like a Boiled napkin, for starters. They were covered in great gobs of his mother's makeup. Strangely, he did not remember her wearing blue... How much blue... did she have on? <laughs> Strangely, he did not remember her wearing blue eyeshadow. She didn't need to remove three inches no, he of took, foundation. She what? took off her found, all of her foundation as well as the... Yeah. yeah. But great gobs means... Whoa. <laughs> like it was it was a paint, an oil painting from the 15th century. She looked like, like she had a porcelain mask on. <laughs> she I just... have to go see my son. He's in the hospital. All she had to do was lay in the sun for a little while and it would have flaked off <laughs> that's how easily you could destroy the mona lisa just leave just it in the sun for a day put it on the sun yeah in the in the in the equatorial sun <laughs> great bye, bye. so now we we have our plan <laughs> strangely okay um and for that matter she'd used all his wet naps but he did not anger he was just confused mom he asked as she started the car she looked in the rearview mirror into his eyes why did you take off all your makeup <laughs> She told a half-truth. I was crying badly after the cops uh, called me about you. Bless you. I mean, gesundheit. Excuse me. Thank you. Because there is no God to bless you. (laughs) Gesundheit. Uh, I was crying so badly after the call about you I, that I looked a mess. And then she looked to, uh, to her right to the pile of used wet naps. Don't worry, hun. I'll get you a new pack. He burst out. I'm sorry that I left scouts. He took in a deep breath then. I'm sorry that I got hit by a car. She was overwhelmed. At this point, she was not even angry. Just glad that her son was safe and slightly happy with some misgivings. That he had a friend, albeit a friend that was very obvious he was sexually attracted to. But was Ben attracted to him? What what was <laughs> even going on between them? She needed hey, Mom, why are there a pair of wet panties back here that smell like jism? And also, why do they smell a little bit like fish and yeast? 
Well, honey, <laughs> when two people hate each other very much. Hey, Mom, why is there a doctor's report back here that says you tested negative for syphilis? <laughs> why were you te getting tested for syphilis, Bob? She needed to reply and get some answers during the ride. She put the car in drive and pulled out of the parking lot. You don't need to be sorry. I'm glad you're okay, and I only and only needed a few stitches. But I'm wondering, are you bored with scouts, honey? Josh did not know how to answer, but it, because it was both yes and no. He liked learning new things, but he felt he had outgrown scouts. He replied, I don't know. I don't know was a perfectly fine answer to her, and she accepted this. Yeah, Mom, then is there men's scouts <laughs> instead of boy scouts? Is there like a men's scouts where we just kind of like sunbathe and weight lift all day? <laughs> where I'm the boy. <laughs> and I let the men have their way with me. Okay. <laughs> 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 asked out loud, how did you two meet? They both started in unison, then giggled together. Then Ben said, you go. Okay, then Josh continued. We met today because of the accident. She found this hard to believe, but thought she knew her son was, but thought she knew when her son was lying. And in his words, she could not detect anything. Really? She, er she asked earnestly. In unison, they said yes. She took a ride onto the main drag that headed towards the highway and realized she had not even asked where Ben lived. In the rearview mirror, she could see them playing thumb war. Uh. They both, <laughs> they both mouthed, but did not say one, two, three, four, I declare a thumb war. It'll be a dick war. It'll be a pork war soon. A pork sword war where they, they swing their pork swords at each other. And <laughs> One, two, three, four. Or I declare a pork I war. I declare a pork sword war. That's the name of the show today. Their hands intertwined <laughs> fingers into fingers, then thumb over thumb. And upon war, Josh sprang his thumb up and pinned Dens down hard, shrieking and oh. trying to release his thumb from Josh's grip. He even bit his lip as if somehow to add strength to his fingers, his arm. It did not. On three, Josh said, I win. Ben sighed and waved his hand around and said, God, your right hand is strong. <laughs> Long hours of chopping wood. I'll give you a handicap cap and try with my left. <laughs> ben nodded. You want me to do it really weird by doing it with my left hand? <laughs> Let's give each other purple nurples now. <laughs> Ben nodded and put out his left hand to, to meet Josh's. Again, they silently mouthed the declaration, and, when, and within seconds, Josh had won again. Ben rubbed his left thumb with his right hand, and upon offering Josh's hand, his right hand again, Ben said, I have a, fen I have a feeling I'll never win with you. Well, oh. you'll never get better at something unless you practice, practice, practice. That's right, what my ben, dad always bottom. says. You're a bottom, Ben. Then, gripped, then the hands gripped again. This playful scene between, it, between them, it broke, broke Joan's heart. She did not realize how easy it would be for him to make friends and even play, and just how suddenly it could happen. She did not want to interrupt their fun as she needed to know, know where they were going. Ben, she interrupted. Oh, he paused and looked over the seat at her You profile. know where they're going, Joan. <laughs> where is your house? Oh, they're right. They're going to Underwear Town, Joan. That's where they're going. <laughs> oh, right, he said, looking into Josh's hands. I live at Riverside Park. The mobile home park, she asked, unbelieving. Yes, you know where that is? She did. She made a tiny, she'd made a trip out there. Bum Town? <laughs> Yeah, but why would she be there? I don't know. Why would Customers. She be there? Yeah. Well, look here. If it isn't Joan, my nine o'clock lickety split. She did. She had made many a trip out there for business, but stopped after a customer there had given her a black eye over her use of too much teeth. Ooh. She did not even want to enter that dark place. It sent chills up her spine. But if she did need to get them home, or at least find out a little more about him before she let she let him sleep at the house. Oh no, she's really, Ben's mom. If there really was no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck your brother. This is just like Star Wars. What's Star Wars? <laughs> I know the no, future. I had a dream. Anyway, <laughs> stop it. 
Uh, if there was really no home, no one home as, as he had suggested and his father was dead, then what else could she do? She would have to drive there. She reconciled herself the need to the needs of the moment, then rationalized it was dark. She had not gone there in the car before. In, their, in her car before, and she was not dressed in her usual garbs. She was not yeah. wearing her usual makeup. It was a great possibility that no one would recognize her, and that rationalization sufficed. Sure, so, they recognized the car as the homobile. <laughs> chapter whatever. Out of instinct, she turned on the music. Ding, 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 The homobile's in town. <laughs> mama, mama, can I get a blowjob? Can I have some change? Fish out what money you can from the couch cushions. Make sure she doesn't squeeze that cum out on the ground like she did last time. Oh, oh my God, we're awful. <laughs> Jason. What is happening to us? How many sexual partners have you had? I don't know. A lot. Would you say 20? Never, never, yeah. And not once have you ever seen a woman get fucked and then immediately go to the toilet so that she could let the cum fall out of her pussy. Oh, I knew exactly <laughs> what they were doing, yes. <laughs> okay, well then. <laughs> uh, Jason's like, oh my God, stop. I would do the same goddamn thing. I I let the cum stay in my ass. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You just like hold it in. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Deputy Bobby Blue was intoxicated by Joan. After stepping out onto the back lawn around the oak tree and pushing between the hedges, he knelt down. So this is the officer that left her house in a rush uh, while she when she found out her son. This is the one that she was performing prostitutional actions for. Yeah, he said he left, but he did. Oh, he's a creep. And pushing. Oh yeah. He's a fucking, he's creepy as hell. And pushing between the hedges, he knelt down there and waited for Joan to leave. She was not as observant as he thought she might be, as she had closed the door, thinking he'd left. After hearing her start the engine and pull out of the driveway, he crept out of the bushes and skulked around the yard for a moment, searching for anyone who might see him. If they were there, he had, if she, if there were, he had seen no evidence of it. He took the back steps of the porch and found the slider unlocked. It was, after all, a small town where break-ins and other such crimes were uncommon. He stepped inside to the low carpeting, glad that he would not not make any noise moving around in her home. Not that he would have to worry. There had been no indication that anyone else had lived there besides her and the boy she'd mentioned. But that was the thing. He had been with her many times and had no hint she has anything more than a prostitute. And if so, why had she let him into her own home? He figured it might be it might be to hide in plain sight that maybe she thought about uh she thought that a man's appetites after being satisfied by her would not be go so far as to oh my God, it's one of those fucking sentences again. Uh-huh. They make my, my my they give me a fucking migraine. Like I feel like ice picks are being driven into my eyes. <laughs> you wrote it, now read it. <laughs> <laughs> It would not go so far as to be curious about her life beyond the moments in the bedroom. While this was, in fact, true, as Joan could attest, there there he was standing in her living room just after she had left, like a common Jerking soccer. hard. <laughs> he looked around. A couch, a love seat, a coffee table littered with magazines, an Edison TV with antenna askew left and right, a divider between the kitchen and living room. He took a few steps in and looked down the hall. There were four doors, two on the left, one on the right, and one at the end of the hall. Her bedroom. <laughs> It was all so plain and whitewashed, not literally, but figuratively. A well-kept house with no family photos, not even of one of her and the boy. Not to mention that, if if she were the mother, where was the father? He sat on the love seat next to the coffee table.
table and pulled open its drawer. There, inside, were a multitude of framed photos that were face down, almost hastily thrown there. She, he reached in and pulled one, pulled out the top one, turning it over to <sighs> reveal an oval, oval framed black and white of her holding a baby of about one or two. And next to her was an uncommonly handsome man dressed in a military uniform. To Blue, this was the kind of man who would have formerly been a bully, though it really, though in reality, Thomas was anything but a bully. However, his good looks and strong jaw and football player's shoulders screamed that he must have been popular in his youth, and this brought up the old precedent about such men when he encountered them. He hated them. They were exactly the sort of <laughs> men... Them. <laughs> he were exactly the sort of men that he, he could have that could have had Joan without any effort or payment for that matter. Scoffing, he placed the photo face down on the coffee table with a clatter and took out the next. This was a single 5 by 3 vertical photo of a young man dressed in a scout's uniform, presumably the boy, he thought, though it was actually a photo of Thomas from about 20 years earlier, saluting the American flag with his proud chin up face to the left of the camera. He put this one face down on top of the other. He reached out and took uh, took out two of the frames, glancing them quickly, as they were just more of the some common family photos placed on top of the others and shuffled them back in the order they were originally in and put them back into the drawer. Oh, he stood up and walked onto the linoleum-tiled kitchen, his boots clacking as he paced his heavy body out looking around, looking for more forbidden knowledge. The kitchen, like the living room, was clean and very plain. Afternoon. The afternoon light poured through the bay window above the sink, and he, he, he thought it might, he might want to avoid passing by the window, even though the nearest house was at least two plots away. And all he could do, all he could see was the sun setting over an expansive, undeveloped field of wheatgrass. As he turned to open the part of the divide, uh, as he turned to open the part of the divider to go down the hall, he was suddenly struck by the sight of a hand-drawn figure on a manila paper, 8 by 13, hanging pin, pinned by a magnet to the fridge. Oh, no. It was a drawing of Joan, so elegantly beautiful that he could not tear his eyes from it. The, the eyes seemed real, even if they were in pencil. They seemed to stare out at him from the page. It's drawing talked. You and I will be in love forever. <laughs> <clears throat> the intricacy of each hair cried out that they were real enough to be touched. Maybe they were even soft. He reached out with his right hand and stroked the cheek of the drawing. A bit of dust came away from the page and fell to the floor. It was when he realized it was not a pencil drawing, but a charcoal. And that made it even more sophisticated than he had originally thought. Upon close inspection, it was not just gray, but black with white and gray strokes mingled together. It was what it was what had made the picture stand out from the page so realistically. Where he touched it on the next, next to the hairline, he had smudged the charcoal in a way that would only be noticeable if a person got very close to the picture. He, however, decided that he would not touch it again so as not to disturb its beauty. So are you supposed to spray those things with uh, hairspray yeah, yeah. to fix it? I, I, yeah. I, I, I'll get to that later. Okay. Looking over the picture one more time, he noticed the signature at the bottom, right-hand corner, read Josh Gagnon. It was signed, that was the boy's name, or the father's, in an awkward scrawl that did not match the picture itself, but he figured after the drawing the picture, the artist would have been tired and signed with a tired hand. Uh-huh. He stared at a Great moment... detective work there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's... He stared at it a moment longer, then ripped his eyes away from it painfully and took a step into the hallway. The first door to the left was a bathroom, very nondescript, with a mirror, a toilet, a bath mat, various soaps, toiletries, along with a cache of makeup neatly arranged in rows Sex by height. swings. One then, of them dildos that stuck with a suction cup against the wall. Stuck to the mirror so she could practice <laughs> looking into the, the, the pu- triangle of pubic hair. <laughs> next next to the makeup sat a coffee cup, and, and in it were two toothbrushes, not 
not one, not three, but two. There were no men's soaps or razors or another cup or brush for mixing lather. He began to suspect that the husband might be dead or out to sea, possibly. And with that suspicion, he felt a bit of joy. One less bully in the world. But then he thought it wasn't right for him to like this woman, then have feelings of delight at the thought of her husband's death. While it was true that he invaded her home and looked through her things, he rationalized that this had been okay, being that she needed his help. How what? how she needed this help? Well, rather than asking her, she might just stay. She might just say for him to remain a customer, and that she didn't need it. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> he would find supporting evidence. Did for- you write that into it too? What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> this was not the first time he had he had done a thing like this. In high school, he'd jimmied open a girl's locker after hours and read her diary. Thereafter, he met her at her home with white roses, just like the diary had told him she liked. While she, th- while she thought this was awkward, she accepted the gift, but told him she had a boyfriend and was not, intent- went on- was not interested in him. Even with the door slammed in his face, this did not deter him from saying or doing things that she described in her diary as what she would want in a man. He left her love notes that read f- from, a- from a secret admirer. He wore Ugh. an expensive cologne when in her presence. He cut his hair in a flat top. He molded his normally unkept appearance into the exact opposite of his normally slovenly self. And she still had not noticed, or at least had not told him that she had. And in the end, everything he had done never panned out, so he insisted he insisted upon her by making threatening phone calls, saying that he would hurt her family and that he would rape her, or something that would get her attention. When what otherwise the fuck <laughs> This escalated quickly. <laughs> well yeah, but he already broke into a woman's home, so what else He would mail her dead animals. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, after he was a teenager when he did this, so of course. Finally, after a year of insufferable torment, she had caught on that it was him. And while he was brought to the police station and give it a good talking to that made him stop, he was in no way punished. Now, Johnny, we just don't do these things. They said, after all, he was just a boy and he was in love. Unrequited love at that. Momentarily, he thought he should leave, return to his car, and forget about her, having the minor minor infractions of this day wiped clean as he grew a conscience. But like all of his endeavors to behave, it fluttered away as he still moved farther down the hall. Second door on the left opened it to reveal the boy's room. Could it be a boy's room? He questioned. It did not, after all, have any indication that a boy stayed there. It was not messy or undone and did not otherwise appear like a young man's room. No rock in a notebook and said, I love dicks. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Must be a girl's room. He, he, he <laughs> No rocket ships adorned the desk. No dirty clothes in the corners. No untucked or hastily made bed. There was a mirror to the left next to the closet and a desk in front of him with books similarly arranged to the makeup. A set of drawers with more novels bookended two geodes. And oh. on the bed on the right, uh, with such a uh, pristine tuck that he believed he could bounce a coin on it. Like a curious child, he did just that, standing in the center of the room. He fumbled into his pocket and fought to find a quarter, found a dime instead, and threw it down onto the bed. The dime bounced and flipped precariously in the air, then fell, knocking loudly as it hit the floor, then rolled lazily out of sight. He tried to follow it with his eyes and lost it somewhere under the bed. Kneeling down over with his belly... <sighs> He searched and, failing to find it, got down on all fours and looked under the bed. He could not see it, but did see something tucked under the mattress as he went down. It was a corpse. (laughs) A page. Just a page from a magazine. On his knees, he tugged at the page until it slid out from between the slats and the box spring. It was a playboy. He smiled, thumbing through through the pages, thinking, yes, this must be the boys' room. Finally, he found something that supported his conclusions. 
After drinking in the drinking in the image thir- images thirstily, he tucked the magazine into the bed and and stood up. He looked about the walls. <coughs> there was not uh, there was not one drawing of the like that he had seen in the kitchen, as if the boy had just moved in and hadn't felt comfortable enough to decorate. Did he, Joshua? This this being his first time, Blue had thought the boy's name have no personality. Was he an autistic or mentally retarded, like those children? Sometimes he sometimes begrudgingly had to corral into the small bus at the special school. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> he had to corral. <laughs> well, that's the way he would think, right? Come on, go on, little doggies, get on the bus. <laughs> Yippee, okay, okay. I don't want to get on your bus. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> cattle prod. <laughs> I always, I always, my mom's no, gonna hear about you. Don't touch me with the bee stick. <laughs> get in there, <laughs> No. There were not many of those, and he did not recognize them, uh, him from the photos. With his thumb on his chin, he turned about the room indolently, letting his eyes fall on every nook and cranny he could perceive. It was as if they, t- he were to know <laughs> more about the boy he could get close to and know the heart of the mother and thus draw her to him. This, this time he would not fail. He relied on a method of thinking that he would, he had never really, that had never really panned out for him. But he still This used... one won't end in a grave in the forest. <laughs> a mixture of dumb luck and guessing. He said to himself, if I were a boy, where would I hide, where would I hide my secrets? <laughs> this... If I were a boy. Wait, let me check. Yep, still a boy. This time he covered his eyes and spun about the room a few times with his arms extended and his finger pointing out and said, My mother told me to pick the best one and you shall be it. Then stopped. Just over the tip of his finger was the desk. On the lower portion were sitting several writing implements, an eraser and some drawing implements. On the upper portion were the novels with the geode bookends. But his finger was directly pointing at Moby Dick. (laughs) He walked to the desk, bumping into the chair and the knee it's not hole what you where it think sat, it's about. <laughs> leaned over and took it off the bookshelf. What boy read this book without being told that they had to? Maybe, what? He, maybe me. This boy, this boy reads that book without I, being told I have to. You know to. what, Jason? That automatically makes you gay. No, it doesn't. <laughs> he enjoyed reading. Only someone who actually enjoyed. Maybe he enjoyed reading. Only someone who enjoyed reading would read such a book. Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yes, but the person we're talking to is stupid. Yes, I enjoy reading, <laughs> and I enjoy reading that book. He thumbed through the pages until they stopped, having something folded between them that ended his perusal. It was a sheet of paper with spiral nubs having been ripped from the notebook still attached. He lifted out the paper and placed it on the desk and unfolded the page. He drew in a, d- a deep breath, horrified at what was there. He glanced away, then glanced back. It was, a, it was a sheet about the length and height of the one on the fridge, but this one was done only in pencil. On the bed lay a muscular man with his legs spread eagle, testicles hanging between his thighs, and draped over his anus. Neck thrown back in ecstasy, one hand gripped his own large penis while the other hand reached around to stroke the hand. In between the thighs with the fingers digging into the anus, fingering it. Blue, God. <laughs> Blue felt revulsion and gagged. You hit the jackpot, Blue! <laughs> Blue felt a bit of revulsion and gagged back a bit of vomit. This is the worst episode of Blue's Clues ever. <laughs> what do you find, find the pornography, Blue? Blue? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, his name is Blue! <laughs> I didn't even... Think of it. <laughs> <laughs>
We just got some mail. We just got some mail. Mail. We just got some mail. And boy, it's really <coughs> hot. <laughs> <laughs> While the picture was extremely well drawn, he had to admit to himself the detail of it resembling This one's the de- from a guy named Lank in the Castro. Hi, Blue. <laughs> you want to see me swing on my swing? <laughs> You want me to teabag you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, the picture had been extremely well drawn (laughs) that he had to admit to himself. The detail of it resembling the detail of the picture on the fridge, it was the same artist. But he did not have to be some Sherlock Holmes to figure out the drawing was completely unexpected. And beyond his comprehension, it was perverted and wrong in its sinfulness and lustfulness. Yes, Blue could sense the lust the boy must have felt when he had drawn it, believing there were no places that sold queer, queer dirty magazines within a hundred mile radius. And he should know. It must have been that the boy had laid himself naked in front of the mirror and drawn his own body from that perspective to get that amount of detail. It had to be, or else he had drawn another boy or man from that perspective. Maybe it was it. Face on the body. Though only half, though only half from, uh, though only half and from below did not resemble Time the boy. for blue to puke. It looked more like an adult. With fury and revulsion, he folded the paper up and jammed it back in the book. It was then that he realized there were more drawings, one tucked into the front and one tucked into the back. Out of curiosity and because he wanted to solidify his feeling that he did not desire to look out of his own perversion but to immortalize that he was not himself queer, he opened the the drawing in the (laughs) front. From the right-hand side of the page, uh, <laughs> from the right-hand side of the page, a hand held an overlarge penis, overlarge because he himself did not have more than four inches, which flopped out of the end of the hand and gripped it. <laughs> and from the other side of the page, a taut muscular buttocks bent into the penis, ready to penetrate. He folded the page <laughs> and put it back in the book with a sort of cautious anger that he meant he meant business. His, lips- his own his his own priapism, <laughs> fighting hard against his pant. The pant material. His lips were were, uh, were pursed now in rage. This young man was doing things that ought not be done, or even spoke about, or how had he even gotten the how had the idea even gotten into them? Him. Wow. Okay. As he understood it in his own immature way, queer people were made that way by being molested by adults, or that or something tragic must have happened them to make them love boys and not girls. Well, the boy's father was not there, and that could have caused it, right? He suddenly noticed he had scrunched, he had crunched the drawing in the back of the book with his right hand, and in realizing he had destroyed something, he left evidence of his being there. He calmed himself. At first, he tried to smooth the paper out with his hand against the desk, and again looking at another sexual pose, that one of a man sucking another man's penis. <laughs> <laughs> but the, this, the, he smoothed, he smoothed it more than he ruined it. He ruined it. The more, the more he smoothed, the more he ruined it. He panicked. There was the only one thing he could do rather than leave it (laughs) draw replacement (laughs) (laughs) he tucked it into his pocket believing that it (laughs) he tucked it into his pocket believing that please tell me he draws stick figures (laughs) and then wrote i'm josh i totally drew this and shoves it back in the like when mr bean accidentally rubs off the face of i love hot fag sex or something (laughs) Ah, then he runs away screaming ah Like when Mr. Bean uh, accidentally takes off the face of of, of uh, Whistler's mother with with turpentine and then draws a big nosed lady over it. That's a poster. 
guess that's all. <laughs> there was only one thing he could do rather than leave it there. He tucked it into his pocket, believing that if it were gone, it would be less suspicious than the boy finding out he'd ruined the page. Oh, God. He was easily bored by the minimal requirements of his job, walked, watching crosswalks, pacing the streets, writing small reports, sitting in his squad car and waiting for speeders. These things were monotonous, and thus even agitation was a thing that differed from his norm, the normal banality he faced every day. He was always poised to allow his feelings to follow uh, to flow over every moment of his life. He'd been he'd once been given a fifty dollar traffic ticket ticket for merely not green. Wait, what? He had given a he'd once traffic. given a man a fifty dollar traffic ticket tick for not merely greeting him. And when he'd pulled him over, and when the man refused to even take the ticket, he was not after all speeding and had not had violated no traffic laws. Blue dragged him out of the car, kicking and screaming, and in a fit of rage, thumped him on the head with his nightstick, sending him to the hospital with a concussion. He was not reprimanded, oh but as he lied in his report, the man had gotten aggressive. My mouse just died. I charge these fucking batteries every day now. Hold on a sec. Now I got the old-fashioned one. You gotta plug in. <laughs> what are you, a caveman? He was reprimanded as he lied in... But he was not reprimanded as he lied in his report that the man had got aggressive. It was shortly after that when he discovered his pre- his predilection for bondage and abuse. To stave off his desire to hurt others, at first he'd sought the help of a psychologist, but the drab office and the drawl... Uh, of the well drawl of the elderly well well suited man Davis was that his name he could not remember he had given him aversion to talking about his feelings tell me about your childhood he'd asked his own father would <laughs> sit him down in a similar environment to lecture him about his wrong deal- doings and berate him until he cried uh-huh. thus rather than talk about his feelings he sought out what he desired sexually should we stop there that makes sense yeah why not come on blue <laughs> Okay, that's it. Thanks, Eddie, for reading this story. Yeah, you're welcome. Remember, guys, send your stories to let me go to let me listen podcast website. Go to the contact page, leave us there, and let me know. I well, you know the drill. Anyway, that's it. That's it. For, for let me finish. This has been Jason Hardig. <laughs> that's blue. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, uh, it's my turn. Deputy no, Blue sounds, sounds like one of my cousins. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. How are you? How are you, Jason? I Say came goodbye, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you guys so much. I'm in so much trouble. I've been in jail the past four months. Oh, how'd you get out? <laughs> Good behavior. Yeah, right. No, that's actually how they let you out. Uh-huh. Oh, that's I'm good. tired of being good, so I gotta go do something bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping it inside like a bl- like a water balloon filled with too much jello. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you never filled a water balloon with jello. No, you have never. Oh, you got. Oh man, filled a water balloon with jello. You fill it when it's li- You fill it when it's liquid. And then you put yeah. it in the fridge, and then when you throw it at somebody, it explodes. It really <laughs> hurts them bad. It hurts them really bad. Exactly. So ironically, because I'm like a balloon, water balloon filled with too much jello, I am gonna go <laughs> fill water balloons with jello and throw people at them on the, throw them at people on the street. Okay. Do you want to know the worst practical joke I had ever played on my brother? Sure. So we had two bathrooms, right? Uh-huh. Ooh, hoity-toity. Okay. Yeah. We had our own bathroom. Mom had her own bathroom in her bedroom. <laughs> I took out all the water from the toilet. Okay. Right? Oh, my God. Where's this going? 
it gets worse. I plugged up the hole with cellophane so that it was tight, right? Mm-hmm. In the hole, in the hole, I cleaned it, made sure it was clean. Plugged up the hole, and then I took uh, Nox gelatin, you know, regular Nox gelatin. Okay. And when you cook like the kind gelatin, you make Jello food Jello molds with, yeah, yeah. Except it doesn't have any coloring in it. Yeah. It's just clear. And I, I cooked a whole pot of it, and I poured it into the, into the toilet bowl and let it set before he got home. Okay. And then I just used my mom's bathroom because she was working, and I just waited. I waited. I played my Atari 2600, waited, waited for my brother to go to the bathroom, and he went and he took a dump. <laughs> then now, did it break through the jello? No, it just sat on the top of it. <laughs> what happened? Did he? I mean, it was he... pee and poo, <laughs> and he didn't realize what what had happened until he had reached in to wipe. Right, and his hand was grazing <laughs> the poo on the top, and he didn't know that I had done it. He thought something had gone because he's younger than me. He thought something had gone wrong with the water. That something was wrong oh, with the water. Oh my. God, all the water all over the planet is turning to gelatin. But, I mean, it happened. I heard him start it's moving like around doing stuff. It's like Ice in Cat's Cradle. Vonnegut's Cat's <laughs> yeah. Cradle. He was, like, moving around, moving, you know, taking care of stuff, and I heard him heard him wash his hands, and he came out. What would he, it take he, to turn the world's water into gelatin? Like, how much <laughs> animal fat would you need for that to happen? I don't even want to think about it. All the humans dumped dumped into the ocean. I mean, all the... But the, the the funny thing is, is I don't think I told him that I'd done that until like three days later. Because then it was like he came out and said, something weird's going on. And I looked in there and I was like, well, you're going to have to clean out. You're going to have to get all that wa- all that stuff out. <laughs> and he's like scooping all the stuff out. And Did then he, when wait, wait, he, wait, he was he throwing the bag away, anything? I, re- I reached in and I pulled out that huge clump of... Uh, cellophane? Of, uh, cellophane, right? Yeah. Because he was going to try to flush the toilet, right? <laughs> Which would have just made the toilet overflow. But did he use gloves? Uh, yeah, we had kitchen gloves. Oh, okay. He was, did he, you tell yeah. your mom that you used the kitchen gloves to go into the toilet? And my mom never found out I ever did this. So Now she knows. <laughs> We were latchkey kids. We did... Oh, man. Are you kidding? I used to play with gasoline in the backyard. Are you kidding? Uh, yeah. I lit my, my rug on fire. <laughs> my brother's rug, actually. I never set fire to anything in the house. We were we had candles lit in the bedroom while we were playing video games. And yeah. uh, I, started to pr- I started to spray hairspray over them so they would... <laughs> Oh, like, like as a Christ. joke, and and then I so what I did was I put the candle out and I I kept spraying the can, I kept mm-hmm. spraying the can into the into the candle holder until it was filled with just hairspray, mm-hmm. and then I lit the top, and then as I put putting it back on the shelf, I I misplaced it and it fell and <laughs> went like right across the rug, and I'm like Jay 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 come and help me now. <laughs> He comes in the room. He's like, oh, because it's like it's like flaming up to our waists at this point. Oh my god! <laughs> and he stomps it out with his he stomps it out with his with his socks because he had gone to the bathroom. Uh. I can't remember where he went for a second. And then and then the whole the, not only well I mean it melted the rug but it also it also like uh, you know it made it smell like hairspray so it was stiff and the rug had to be washed in that melted portion. But <laughs> did yeah. you guys get beat? Oh my my f- 
father was like, wait until your mother comes home. That's the oh. way it was in my house. Uh-huh. And did you guys get beat? She. The first thing my mother did, actually, was she came in, and she swatted me on the shoulder, and then she said, a $700 rug. Oh, God. And I was like, I'm sorry. And then Why I did was, you have a s- I was expecting, well, it was, Jay, for some reason, my brother got the master bedroom instead of my parents. Okay. And and that that it was it's a huge amount of floor space. Yeah. Right. So he got the expensive rug. Yeah. Makes no sense. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. All right. Three. <laughs> What's that blue? Did you happen to find a uh, did you find a maxi pad in the trash and begin eating it like you always do? That's what my dog does. <laughs> exactly. The Lemmy Finish Podcast is a Lemmy Listen Podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding. With music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen Podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.